Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I am your host, Tony Serino, and this is your daily dose of all things Steelers. Today on the podcast, I want to talk about the potential for the Steelers to move up in this draft, take a defensive player early in this draft. I know I talked a week ago about, you know, took a sobering look at this draft and the fact that the Steelers really aren't going to find that playmaker in this draft, the playmaker that they need to turn it around defensively. Uh, and today, I, I guess I just, today I want to completely contradict myself. And I, I want to talk about, you know, 28, they're not going to find that playmaker, right? At, at the 28th pick, you're very unlikely to find that guy. But I want to talk today about the, the idea that 2018 is an all-in season. And is it, the, my question is, is, is it an all-in season in the draft as well? Should the Steelers sacrifice some future draft capital to move up in this draft and try to find that defensive star earlier in the draft? But let's start today like we do every day with some Steelers news and notes. James Harrison is waiting until after the draft to find a team for 2018. He does want to play in 2018. He just doesn't want to play for the Steelers. Uh, he said that playing time is going to be the biggest thing for him. The Patriots are probably still going to be in the running there uh, for the team he ultimately signs for. But uh, it will not be the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this has just been a, a really tragic ending to the James Harrison saga, you know, with him kind of retiring, not retiring a couple years back, going to the Bengals, uh, playing a year for them, a, a very unsuccessful season for him, and then re retiring after that. And the Steelers talked him out of retirement and felt like, okay, good. This, he is going to retire a Steeler. We're not going to have to remember him as being a Cincinnati Bengal. And he had a couple good years with the Steelers. That's the other thing that's tragic about this is 2016 was such a good year for him. He had he had monster sacks that year, including the biggest one of the year against the Miami Dolphins in the playoff game. He really rejuvenated his entire career in Pittsburgh, and uh, it seemed like we were going to get somewhat of a storybook ending to that. And it just ends it ends so poorly last year with you know with with T.J. Watt is being you know being so good, and instead of him kind of mentoring T.J. Watt and showing him the ropes, you know he throws a bit of a you know reportedly throws a bit of a temper tantrum and forces his way out, and then you know, goes to the Patriots, our, our rival. And, um, you know, now it's ending this way where he won't even consider coming back. It's, it's a really, it, it's a, it's a, it's a bad ending to, to that situation. But you know, what can you do? It is what it is, right? Uh, Chris Boswell signed his second round tender. So he will play 2018, uh, under the second round tender at least, which is going to get him around $3 million. A long-term contract there is probably going to happen right at some point. Um, Chris Boswell is too good to, be ha to have him on a year-to-year -year contract. I think the Steelers want a long-term deal. I'm sure Boswell wants, wants a long-term deal. It's really just going to be working out how much uh, he's worth. You know, Chris Boswell has been a great kicker and a great find for this team. Remember, he was signed after the whole Josh Scobie fiasco in uh, a couple years back. Remember Scobie missing those two kicks against Baltimore in a game where it was back and forth. Michael Vick is starting because Ben is hurt. Um... That was a, whew, that was a terrible, terrible game to go through. But it it did end up with the Steelers signing Chris Boswell after the fact. And so, hey, if it if it winds up with us getting Boswell, maybe it was all worth it, right? Maybe it was all worth it. Malik Jefferson is visiting the Pittsburgh Steelers today. Uh, remember, we talked about him yesterday, the inside linebacker out of Texas. You know, Malik Jefferson figures to be like a second or third round pick. I know I said I had. I had a third round grade on him, but may not take him until the fourth round. Um, yeah, I mean, he, you know, for me, he's just he's at, he's big, he's athletic, he probably has a lot of the traits that the Steelers are looking for in, 
you know, again, they liked the Ryan Shazier speed angle really got, you know, they, they were, they took to that really well. And so I'm sure that the size and speed of Malik Jefferson, um, you know, it appeals to them. No doubt about that. We'll see if they take him. I think if they took him in the second or third round, uh, it would be as a kind of project inside linebacker, which they can afford with John Bostic being there. They don't need someone to come in and start day one. Uh, but Malik Jefferson certainly going to need some time to to be groomed as an every down starting inside linebacker in this league. And then finally, the Steelers re-signed Justin Hunter today, the wide receiver who played for the Steelers last year. Remember, he came from Tennessee the year prior. Uh, I kind of like what the Steelers are doing here. You know, the, it, it feels like a little Blues Brothersy. You know, we're getting the band back together, right? We're just kind of re-signing all of our players from 2017. But what I do like about this, look, Justin Hunter... He's, he's probably not going to make the roster in 2018, but it does put us in a position for the draft where no position at this point really feels like, oh, no, there's a big hole there, right, where there's just not enough players on the roster uh, to fill a position. They, they've now filled up running back by signing Tucson and Ridley. They've got wide receiver now with Justin Hunter. They've got safety with Burr and Burnett, um, inside linebacker with Bostic, right? They've and, and, and even, you know, I go back to the Daniel McCullough signing, which makes a lot more sense to me now because, you know what, they have enough players on the defensive line that, again, you don't feel like they have to upgrade that position or have to add a player. Everything they do now in the draft is just an upgrade from what they have today, right? If they get a wide receiver, it is an upgrade over Justin Hunter. If they get a safety, it is an update or it is a upgrade over J.J. Wilcox, right? If they get a corner, it's an upgrade over Cody Sensabaugh. If they get an edge rusher, it's an upgrade over Keon Adams, right? They don't have to now feel like in this draft that we have to target certain positions high in the draft because there aren't players on the roster who can fill those spots. They're, at least we're bringing back guys who, were, who the Steelers were comfortable with in 2017, right? Justin Hunter was a player who the Steelers were comfortable with playing minutes in 2017. Remember when AB went down, he played against Houston, played well, scored a touchdown in that game. Same thing can be said about Steven Ridley at running back and Toussaint, right? Those are guys who the Steelers are comfortable with. Again, they can be upgraded if the Steelers get a good running back in the draft, but it doesn't have to be a need position for them. And I like that kind of roster building that they're doing. And that brings us to this idea of moving up in the NFL draft, right? Because I, look, 2018 is the last, Alex Kazor wrote this article this week titled 2018 is the last best hope for the Steelers to win a Super Bowl, right? With this group, the killer B era is coming to an end in 2018. Le'Veon Bell is unlikely to sign a long-term deal. So he'll be a Steeler for 2018 and that's it. Ben Roethlisberger will be 37 at the end of this season. AB will be in his 30s by the end of this season. The killer B era is over. Or, is, or is, is rapidly coming to an end. And even when Le'Veon's gone, right, the, the window isn't necessarily completely closed. We have the rest of Ben's career, really, to win a Super Bowl. But then, you, again, you've got A.B. in his 30s. You've got an offensive line that's continuing to get older. You're losing. We're going to lose Martavis after this year. That's going to happen for sure. You've got Joe Hayden in the twilight of his career. Th this is a team that has a real, you know, has a two- to three-year window and has a one-year window with the superstar caliber talent that they have offensively. And so I know I said a week ago on this podcast that let's not get carried away with this draft. 
because they're not going to find their superstar on, on the defense at 28. And I still believe that. The question I want to bring up today is if, if the idea is we are truly all in in 2018, and we were all in in 2017. We were all in in 2017 by going out and spending big money on Joe Hayden, trading for Vance McDonald on a contract that the, the 49ers didn't want, trading for J.J. Wilcox, bringing in big money guys, spending money. $5 million on Vance McDonald, $3 million on J.J. Wilcox, $9 million on Joe Hayden. The Steelers can't afford to do that this year. They just don't have the salary cap space. So 2018's version of all-in, what is it? I mean, it's not, is it Morgan Burnett and John Bostic? It doesn't feel like that's an all-in type situation. Franchising Le'Veon again, I mean, that's all-in. No doubt about that. Paying $15 million for a running back, that feels a little all-in to me. But if the idea is amongst Steeler Nation that we are one defensive playmaker away from potentially being a Super Bowl caliber team, and you look back at the way that last year's defense played when we did have that superstar in Ryan Shazier. And how well that defense played for half the season. And then how well the offense played for the second half of that season. And if you would have put those two forces together, would we be talking about a team that ultimately went on to win the Super Bowl? And if that's the case, and, and that's what the Steelers have to strive for in 2018, well then the only chance that they're going to do that the only chance that they're going to find that playmaker, if he's not already on the roster, is they have to move up in this draft because they can't wait around and get their third-best safety or their third-best inside linebacker or their fourth-best edge rusher in the first round because that's what you're going to get at 28. right? You're not going to get your pick of inside linebacker. You're not going to get your pick of safety. You're not going to get your pick of edge rusher. And the Steelers have a history of doing this. It's not recent history. But they have moved up in the past to get players that they really like. The most famous one, of course, being Troy Polamalu in 2003. The Steelers that year picked 27th. They moved up to 15 or 16. They got their guy, right? They got Troy Polamalu. Now, you know, even in that case, Troy Polamalu, his rookie year, was not a, the sensational player that we remember. Troy Polamalu, his rookie year, was still trying to find his way in the NFL. He didn't ultimately make that impact for another couple years, right? It was 2005 when he really came on as being the superstar Troy Polamalu that we remember. Three years later, the Steelers would do the same thing with Santonio Holmes. They would trade up from 32 to 25 to get Santonio Holmes. It feels like 2018 might be that year again. And I don't know what player it's going to be. And I don't even know what position it's going to be. Because to me, it could be anywhere from safety to corner to inside linebacker to edge rusher, right? It's probably going to be defensively. But if the Steelers have a guy in this draft that they feel like could be a difference maker year one, it feels like this is the year that they should go up there and make that move, make that happen, sacrifice future draft capital. We can go without a third round pick in 2019. We can go without a second round pick in 2019. Hell, you can make an argument we could go without a first-round pick in 2019 if it means we went up in this draft and got, got a guy the Steelers front office feels like is going to be, very quickly, an impact player on the defense. Because that's what this team is missing. That's what's going to hold this team back from being a Super Bowl-caliber team. 
their ability to replace Ryan Shazier and the big plays that he made is going to determine how well this team does and how well this defense does. Now, I'm not saying they have to move up in this draft. Right? I think that, again, like I said last week, I think the player could already be on the roster. I think a, if a Bud Dupree makes a leap, if a TJ Watt makes a leap, right, this, this argument largely becomes null and void. But again, we're not, talk, we're not sitting around and waiting for that, right? That's, that's the argument here, is you don't want to sit around and wait and hope that Bud Dupree gets better and hope that TJ Watt gets better and hope that all these young players get better. The question is, if you're really all in, if this is a true all-in moment for this team, then put all the chips in the middle. Go all-in, really all-in, and say, you know what? I really like Roquan Smith, and if he falls to 10 or 12 or somewhere around there, I'm going up and getting him, no matter what, what it costs me. Because this is Super Bowl or bust. 2018 is Super Bowl or bust. Let me know what you think. I, I've, been, I've been rattling this around my brain for the past couple weeks. You know, I'm, of two, I'm really of two minds on this. And at, at one end, it's like, no, just stay at 28. It is the Steelers' way. We will find a good player at 28. We will not find likely a superstar, especially not right away, but we will find our guy at 28. The Steelers don't miss often in round one. And, and you know, just keep doing your thing, right? And we'll continue building for the future. But then the other part of me is like, no, 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 no. You're in all, you're in all in. You're all in. This is, this is win now mode. And win now mode means... Do everything you can. And if the Steelers sit at 28, it doesn't feel like they did everything they could, right? If they sit at 28, and especially if they take like a Lamar Jackson at 28, go up and get your guy. Go up and get your guy. All right, that's going to do it for me. Thank you all for listening. If you want to leave feedback, let me know your thoughts. Should the Steelers move up in round one? Does it make sense to you? Or should they just stay at 28? At Steeler Country on Twitter or SteelerCountry at gmail.com, the email address. I will be back Monday for more Locked On Steelers.